By now you know the drill. Todd likes to cuss. This episode will definitely contain lots of language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Catering WTF. Episode number four, COVID Rants with Chef Todd. Fuck you. Are you you kidding me? What's going on right now? The whole world is going to shit. Like, what are people doing right now? Like, we're trying to do this stupid podcast because I just want to vent about shit because I'm fucking angry. But what are real people doing? How are real people surviving? The fuck is going on? Somebody reach out to me. Somebody somewhere. Reach out to me and tell me what the fucking future holds and what we need to be doing. Can anybody do that? Like, it, this whole thing is... It, it's fun. Hey, what's up, my catering pirates? And all of us that are trying to live in this world of COVID and still trying to be chefs and figure out what the fuck we're doing. So this is going to be a quick one because I just heard a story the other night from a good friend of mine, probably one of my best friends in Atlanta who owns his own business about the COVID scenario. Because, you know, obviously we all talk about this shit in our industry and where the world's going and it's completely fucked. So no one knows what's going on. This is going to be a quick rant about some of the obnoxious fucking stories that I have heard in this industry that I think that you guys should know. I think people should know this. So this is about the current environment that we're in and what we're dealing with, right? We're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with the spikes. We're dealing with the government shutdowns. We're dealing with restaurants who are closing. I mean, literally three days ago, two of the most famous restaurants in Charleston have shut down for good. So this is a fucking real deal shit, guys. This is people's livelihoods. This is people's establishments that they've done for years and years. And it's a real thing. And it's hard to deal with. And so what do you do if you're in this industry? How do you manipulate that? And of course, this show is about catering what the fuck and the crap that this job is because it's bullshit. And during this time of COVID right now, we're really having a hard time. And we all just don't want to fucking do it anymore. And we don't know how to deal with it. But it's our thing. And that's what we have to deal with. So I have a couple of stories that are really obnoxious. And I want to go through them with you so you can understand where difficulties are and what we're doing. First and foremost, the easiest part to go through is... The level of postponements. Okay, so just a quick recap of 2020 and going into 2021. From my experience at my catering company and talking to others in Atlanta and Chicago and different places like that, we have been crushed, crushed by no business, right? We just don't have the fucking business. So we've laid off people. We all have... That those of us that are open have core teams. And when I say core teams, when I talk about core teams, I'm talking about teams that went from 25 or 30 to 12. Right now we have 12. 
12 people operate my entire catering company. And if you include the sales team, we're at 16. 16 total employees, including the owner, is all that works there. So when we do three parties on a Saturday, granted, two of them are for fucking 25 people at their house because they're COVID, but then one's for 200 people. We do not have the fucking staff to do that. We don't have the prep team. We don't have the execution team. So we are all those things. We are the prep team. We're the dishwashers. We're the fucking execution team. We're the drive the vans, drive the trucks, do the bar. We do everything. It's an amazing, amazing time in our history that we have to do this. So these are the things that mind boggle me. I mean, part of it is I love the challenge because the challenge is crazy. And I love having a smaller team. It's definitely easier to schedule because I schedule everybody every day and it just fucking works. So that's great. But at the same time, you have to manipulate what's going on. And this is from a different type of vision. I know I've always said I'm going to do the back of the house and and, and we're pissed in COVID too because we don't know what's right or wrong or what we're doing or how we should do it or everybody has their own opinion. But this is from an overall business perspective. How do you deal with, and this is mostly for sales teams, how do you deal with the postponement? How do you deal with this? Now, a lot of caterers have had people cancel. So not a big deal, right? You have people cancel. Well, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because they've already put money down. Do you give them the money back? Is it just a deposit? Do you give a deposit back? If they did a deposit plus money, do you give everything back except a deposit? Do you just carry the deposit and the money the money that they've already paid to go to the following year? And then how does that work? And how do you track that? And who tracks that? And how many people have full-time accountants that are dealing with that? These are the stressful situations and the stress balls that in lines COVID has created for catering company. How do you deal with all that? And is it on the salesperson? Right now in my company, it's all on the fucking salespeople. They're tracking it all. It adds an exponential amount of work for them. An exponential amount of time and energy to cancel the party, move the party, deal with the deposit, deal with what they've paid, how much do they get paid back, all that stuff. And we're very fortunate because like 90% of our parties had just moved dates. So moving dates is fine. All we do that we deal with cateries or cater hard, depending on how you want to look at it. And we deal with that, that company, which is actually very good. And we can move their date and then we don't have to transfer anything. But what about the what about the ones that don't? What about the ones that don't move from that day? How do you deal with those guys? So this is one of the things that I've researched and I've talked to a couple people about. And I have several different perspectives on this. One perspective, and again, in my catering world, I don't deal with this a lot, but I do have the owner of Dogwood Catering, who does a lot, 90% of his business is sororities and frat houses on college campuses that's that's his business model well you all know what's going on with schools how does he deal with that how does he deal with schools not fucking open and the frat houses aren't open or in a lot of situations 
you know, because if the frat house isn't open, it's not open. So that you that's done. You lose the entire revenue of that. And you don't have to staff it. But here's a worst case scenario. What if the frat houses are still open, but they're at 10% capacity? How do you deal with that? Because your margins are based on 200 kids in a, in a frat, and now you have 25 kids. Okay, you can't fucking make money doing 25 kids. So that, that puts an extreme hardship on that company. However, they cannot not do that because if they don't do that, then they won't have the business for fucking next year. And God forbid COVID is around next year and they do all this other shit again and the government shuts the country down again. Then they're fucked. Then they're out of business. That's a huge, huge stressor, right? So how does that work? How does that work? And do you do the 20 people and lose your ass and hopefully make it up? So I don't know. I mean, that's just one aspect of what's going on. And that's in a different realm than most caterers deal with. Now let's go to other caterers, small caterers. Small caterers. Some of the small caterers I talk to are closing business. They're, they're just fucking done. Done. They're moving on to another career. They're doing whatever they want to do. The others are doing whatever they can. Very similar to us. They're doing kits. They're doing uh, pre-cooked food that they send to people on their porch with uh, no contact and doing things like that, which is great except for – for an example, what we do here in Charleston is we do kits and they're gangbusters. We're selling the shit out of them. And we did over 200 plus for Thanksgiving and we're selling every week we sell kits. Every week we sell kits that we can drop off. They're reheatable. They have instructions. They come in a cool box that we, we do the whole thing. However, do you know how many fucking of those it takes to do one 300-person party? Let me tell you. It takes 150 kits to equal the revenue of a 300-person party. And we don't do that. Because we've done the math. It's tremendously difficult. Is it easier for the staff of fucking 15 that we have there? 100%. We're gaining in on that end. We got that part. It's easier to do. It's easier for drop-offs. We don't need 19 servers. We don't need 18 cooks. We don't need station attendants. We don't need all that to do the kits. So that part's great. And it's great during COVID because it's non-contact. And we can still provide a high-quality product in a great situation for people. So that's great. But it doesn't doesn't include the revenue. So we won't get the revenue that we need to get when we do bigger parties or we do weddings or we do whatever. And we still try to do the best we can with that. Then I have other people that I've talked to, especially in Atlanta, because December in Atlanta was multi-million dollar 
operation because there's a lot of businesses there. Well, they're all closed, right? They're all not doing anything for COVID. So that's multi-millions of dollars for for probably the, the four closest caterers I have there are all doing the same thing. I've talked to all of them. They're all doing the same struggle. It was their time of year that they crushed, and now they're not crushing at all. In Charleston, we're very lucky because December was never a huge month for us. But we would pick up small parties, and we're still doing some small parties. So that's part of the issue that we're dealing with now. Back to the original thing. And I want to tell you specifically one of these stories. So I told you the Dogwood story about how that works. And there's no answer for that. I don't know how Will's going to deal with that. I will talk to you about another story where it's more in the front of the house end where we've struggled with how do you do refunds? How do you move people and everything else? So I talked to a great friend of mine in Atlanta and they moved their party from last year to this winter. Because like all of us, we thought by November, December, this shit would be fucking over. We didn't know how long it was going to be. So they transferred all, everything, no charge. You can move your date. They moved their date. And now they want to move it again. Now they decided they're not going to do the end of November. They're going to wait to the end of next year. Okay, well, this is the second time this has moved. So what he decided to do as the business owner was take the deposit. You owe us the deposit. This is the second time you moved. You owe us the deposit. Everything else is transferable. You'll have to put another deposit down or you'll have to save that date in the future because you've already moved twice. So another deposit is required. Deposit was three grand, so everybody knows. You have to put down another three grand to move it to next year because you've already moved it twice and we've waived everything. Her response was, I would like to sue you because you are directly trying to kill my grandparents. I don't know how to answer that fucking question. What what the fuck does that mean? I am not trying to kill your fucking grandparents. Yes, if you if you made me put down another three thousand dollar deposit, it means that you want me to do my wedding in November during COVID. And if you make me do that, you're directly responsible for killing my grandparents. I don't know how this all works. I don't think we're killing fucking anybody. But that's how people are taking this in this day and age. So what do you do as a business? Do you protect yourself against that and say, no, we'll let you do whatever the fuck you want because we're not trying to kill your fucking grandparents. Or do we say, you signed a contract. We've let you get out of the contract twice. You're moving it again. What do we do as a business? All of this takes money. All this takes time. That salespeople have put in hours of effort to move your shit around, 
to manipulate your menus, to do the things that you do for COVID. And how does that work? Did they not get paid? Are you killing their fucking grandparents? Probably not. You're probably killing their family and their kids. That's how it works. But that's not the answer to that. As much as I would like to be, you're killing my grandparents. Well, you're killing my fucking kids. And your grandparents are older than my kids. So fuck you. That Like, that's the way it works. And that's what's happening in business right now. That's the small business conundrum that is happening right now. These conversations are absolutely 100% real. And they're happening. And people are super passionate about it. And so as a business, how do you manage that? How do you manage sororities and frat houses? How do you manage the small catering companies? How do you manage the big catering companies with the big weddings? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to fucking kill grandparents and kids. Are we trying to spread COVID on purpose? That's what we're trying to do because we just want fucking money. That's that's none of that is accurate. But it's how people feel. We're just trying to do the best thing we can do for the people that we have. But you can't expect us to negotiate with you when you act like that. And we have other people that depend on us too. We have a fucking family. The back of the house has a fucking family. And I know a bunch of people that I work with that have kids and responsibilities and different things like that. They also need to get paid. They also need to do a job. So sending them here doing nothing kills their family. But I can't sue you for that. So the people that say shit like that, I'm going to sue you for killing my grandparents, are fucking ridiculous. And if you don't want your grandparents to get sick, don't invite them. And if you have to have them there, pay the extra three grand and move your fucking date. It's not like you're going to sue me over three grand because you're protecting somebody's life. Like that's bullshit. Three grand, three grand is worth your grandparents life. I'll pay you three grand right now and we'll just shoot them. Like what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. But yet that's the reality we live in. That's the reality of COVID. That's the reality of our industry. That's the reality of catering. And that's the reality of the restaurant business. And we're fucking dying. We're all dying. And the last thing we need is people to not understand that and try and fucking sue a catering company because they can't move their fucking date for three grand. Okay, now maybe the, maybe and if you're listening to this, maybe maybe they waive the three grand again for the third time. Or maybe they say, you owe me 15 grand. I don't know. It's all about how much you think your fucking grandparents are worth is what it really comes down to, apparently. And that's bullshit. But we have a business to run. We're trying to do the best we can. You have to fucking understand that. And if you don't understand it, then maybe you shouldn't even be fucking married. It's it's dumb. And it's super hard. And that's where I get... This is, my, this is why I want to do my rant tonight. Because... I've heard these things over the last five days with people struggling, and now we're going into another holiday season, and after Thanksgiving, everything's spiked, and they're going to fucking close everything, and we're going to be fucked again. And and not just 
the people getting married because they're going to be fucked too because they can't get married. But we're going to be fucked as employees and and staffing and the creative geniuses behind making your day perfect. We're getting fucked too. And we're not going to be able to do this anymore. And we're going to fucking close. And then what? What now what happens? Now we're not killing your grandparents. You're just not having a wedding. If you want food, you're going to have to fucking make it yourself. Like, it, I don't know what the answer is to this, but it's not looking good. So the learning aspect here is, number one thing is empathy. Empathy. Have empathy for the other people. I don't want her grandparents to die. That's not what I'm trying to do. And now I'm not there and that's not my business. But I listen to this story and I'm like, I, I don't want them to die either. But I also don't want my business to die. So who's right or wrong? Who's doing the right thing and the wrong thing? And then based on this conversation and, and, the, and the resolve of this conversation, does that set a precedence for other businesses? Do we hold the line? Do we not? Because if we hold the line and somebody else doesn't, they're like, fuck you, I'm going to go do a catering company someplace else. Like that's that's the danger. And so that's the hard thing. The sales team right now is getting pummeled with shit like that. The back of the house people give no fucks about that because we're just working. This is a podcast for them. This is a podcast for the owners, the managers like me, the high-end managers that are like, how do we deal with this shit? And the sales team because they're getting pummeled. And things like that are absolutely 100% obnoxious to me. And I want to speak out about it. And that's what I'm doing. Again, the learning thing for this is empathy. We all need to have empathy. We all need to make the best decision for each of us. But you have to understand, when you can't move your party or you can't do something or you can't book this thing or you have to go, it impacts our business. And we can't die to help you. We can't. We're a business. We have to do what we need to do to stay alive. And that's what we're trying to do too. So please, please understand that. Keep creative, keep your sales team on point, make sure you're positive with them, just like everybody in your organization, keep your boots on the ground, because that's what's going to save you. We will all get through this, and it's going to be just fine, and we'll move on, and we'll all prosper and do the best we can with what's happening with COVID and the government and all that shit. need everybody to subscribe because we want to continue this we want to do interviews and i think it's super important you hear the voices of all the people that are out there that do this and if you subscribe then we can continue to do what we do the next opportunity that we have is we want to start bringing people on and getting their information too and their stories and what they're doing and everything else and i have a couple of people lined up and that's fucking awesome Please reach out to me. Let me know your frustrations, your angers, your horror stories, 
and e even some of you are like, this is the greatest job I've ever had because of this reason. I want to hear this. And I want to let you have a fucking voice. So please reach out to us and give us some comments on Facebook or Instagram or any of those. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Catering WTF, COVID rants from Chef Todd. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh, why are you clicking so much shit? Okay, because I was having trouble getting it started. Now we got to start over? Just from the quick beginning you just had. <sighs> Fuck. No, now it's good. Go ahead. What the fuck? Why am I... Like, I got it, and it just goes the fuck away the minute this happens. Just keep going. Like, just skip over. Oh, my God. What I the know. fuck? <laughs>